Money FM 89.3, best of prime time. You're listening to Prime Time on Money FM 89.3 with me, Rachel Kelly, and Timothy Go. And every week, our colleagues from the Straits Times join us to talk us through the biggest headlines coming out of Singapore for the week. And this week, of course, one of the particularly contentious issues that was talked about extensively, in fact, in Parliament, is the Comprehensive Economic Cooperation Agreement between India and Singapore, or SICA. Mm, and that free trade pact was inked in 2005. Health Minister Ong Kang and Manpower Minister Tan Si Leng, they both delivered ministerial statements on Singapore's free trade agreements and debunked some misconceptions about SICA. And we're joined now by Grace Ho, Senior Political Correspondent at The Straits Times, to find out more. Grace, you've been following the story very closely this week. And before we do dive into that debate... Perhaps you can start off by telling us what exactly is SICA, how did it come about, and you know why has it become something of a lightning rod for the kind of conversations that we've seen take place? So SICA, as you mentioned, was inked in uh, August 2005 after about 13 rounds of negotiation over three years. And uh, it was signed off in 2005 when Prime Minister Lee uh, made a state visit to India. And there was a second review of this trade pact, which was in June 2018. Um, public feelings about SICA are complex. So it's become a lightning rod for Singaporeans who believe that a high influx of Indian professionals have uh, stolen their jobs and are crowding out you know, local society, as well as placing a strain on you know, public uh, infrastructure. But the Indian nationals you know, in Singapore uh, also perhaps feel that they're being unfairly treated. Right? And some have become, uh, in recent times, a target of racist behavior. Um, ranging from racial slurs to even physical assaults. Um, I think the, the main point which mm, some Singaporeans have latched on to uh, two points within Chapter 9 of the agreement. One is on intra-corporate transferees, which basically lets your companies bring India-based staff into Singapore for up to eight years um, without having to first advertise a job to locals. And a list of 127 professions covered under Annex 9A to the chapter um, which includes professions such as accountants, even mm. political scientists, financial analysts, and so on. Yep. All right, Grace, uh, let's talk about uh, the misconceptions. Uh, what were the highlights in the debate and debunking these misconceptions? Okay, so um, what we saw on Tuesday was that the two ministers, uh, Ong and Tan, uh, you know, um, they issued ministerial statements, right? Because um, earlier on in May, the Progress Singapore Party was called to file a motion on FTAs and SICA in the previous parliament sitting. So, so this was a follow-up on that. And um, Mr. Ong cited four statements made by the PSP members, um, which you know, showed that he had some issues with SICA. So let, let's, I mean, bear with me here because it gets a bit technical. So the first one is the list of 127 professions in the annex. Mm-hmm. It shows the categories of Indian professionals who may apply to work in Singapore. But... All foreign PMEs still have to meet work pass conditions to get approval. It doesn't mean that Singapore has to approve them. Um, Singapore, for, I mean, India, for its own reasons, had requested for such a list, similar to what they have in their FTAs with Korea and Japan. In fact, if you look at the annex that they have with Korea, uh, 163 professions are listed. Hmm. Um, Japan also has a similar professionals list. 
and even had a separate provision for um, Indian yoga teachers and classical music teachers as well. Right. So it's it's not exceptional. Um, and so the point that Minister Ong made was that the idea that this list of 127 professions, you know, leads to an unsettled entry of these professionals um, is it, what he called a red herring. It doesn't confer a free pass. And you've the covered one, mm, and you've covered all of this in quite some depth as well in your yeah. article. It's titled "Does Seeker Give Indian Nationals a Free Pass into Singapore? Five Myths and Facts." So while you're going into that, Grace, perhaps it might be also useful to talk about. How then are FTAs and SICA beneficial to Singapore overall? Let's talk about that. What are some of the key points made and that were brought up on the impact of, for example, FTAs and Singapore, you know, our location, our strategy? Right. Um, well, I mean, I think the most important point is that it's helped to expand bilateral trade with India on the back of reduced tariffs, right? So, for example, I mean, to quote a very simple example, if you want to sell frozen spring roll pastry to India, mm-hmm. if, without the FTA, you would have steep import duties in India, which means that Singapore spring rolls might be pricier than those from competitors in the region. But with the FTA, uh, it reduces the, um, the import duties for products, and so it makes them you know, more competitive in an overseas market. And so you're seeing um, some of the Singapore companies growing there. Mm-hmm. And it's also enabled DBS Bank, for example, to provide integrated banking services in India and Singapore companies in sectors such as infrastructure, logistics and manufacturing to invest in India with greater confidence. So that's at a company level. On the national level, trade between the two countries has grown um, from $20 billion when Sika came into force to 38 billion in 2019, right. and direct investment over there has grown as well. Grace, uh, non-constituency MP Leung Mun Wai said the PSP fully supports FTAs, but also disagreed that Sika offers net benefits to Singaporeans. Can you tell us more about what he said uh, with regards to his party's position on this issue? Yep. So I think that that statement came at the end of a very protracted debate with the ministers um, where there was a little bit of confusion as to what Mr. Young was asking about. But essentially, I think what, what you said summed up the position. And then he also said that the PSP has to further explore whether SICA has contributed to the influx of some of PMETs into Singapore in relation to our overall foreign talent policy. So he's asking for more data before he can also come to a, a firm conclusion, although he also said that his party is not against FTAs, but he's concerned about the price that Singapore is paying. But Zong's response to that, of course, was that, you know, it's not a very satisfying answer mm-hmm. in that, you know, after all the explanation, if you still come to that conclusion, then does it mean that the PSP is against globalization and FTAs, even though I've gone to great lengths to explain that this is essential to Singapore's economic survival? So so that's, that's where we are right now and uh, remains to be seen how the conversation is taken forward from here. Well, Grace, thank you so much for that recap and um, highlight from, from this week in Parliament as well. And once again, you can catch some of Grace's articles on this topic on straightstimes.com, particularly that piece I mentioned. It's titled, Does Seeker Give Indian Nationals a Free Pass into Singapore? Five Myths and Facts. Grace, thanks again for joining us today. Thank you. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.